I mean, current pipeline, you know, would hitting 10 million next year be exciting or is that like a stretch goal? Yeah, I would say that that would be very exciting for us. Uh, but again, we don't publicly share what our, our revenue and, and financials are. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to getlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to getlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at getlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is Ariel Effergan. He's the head of growth at MDI Health. Originally from the suburbs of Chicago, he now lives in Tel Aviv. Before joining the company, he consulted for various healthcare startups and provider groups. He also founded and was CEO of Pangea Medical. He's an active in the startup and healthcare ecosystem, both in the US and abroad. When he's not working on healthcare, he's focused on his other passion, the environment. He loves to travel, spend time indoors, and when possible, get to the beach by his place in Tel Aviv. Ariel, you ready to take us to the top? Yep. All right. So just to be clear, are you a founder? Do you own equity? Uh, I'm part of the founding team, yes. Okay. But not fair. a founder. How many of you guys are there? Uh, in the company in total now, we're about 25. F- founders. Oh, founders. So there's three founders um, in the company, yeah. Got it. So three of you guys. And and when did you really start working on this thing? What year? So I they started the company uh, in 2019. And I joined about a year ago. Okay, cool. So 2019, you join in to call it 2020. Help us understand who you're selling to it and what they're what they're paying for. Yeah. So we've created an AI platform to optimize medication treatments. So problems for medications is uh, the fourth leading cause of death in the US. And so we sell to health payers and uh, providers such as health systems. Okay. And and so are these long sales cycles you're selling to governments, things like that, or no? Yeah. So the average sales cycle for enterprise for what we do in healthcare is about 18 months. So 12 to 18 months. So it's really long. Wow. And so what is the average customer paying you per month or per year to use the technology? So uh, that is very significantly depends on the population, depends on uh, how the length of the contract, et cetera. But typically we'll operate either on a per member per month basis or in a shared savings model. So based on the gener- the savings that we generate uh, for the client, we're able to take a bonus from that and use that as our payment, essentially. So really, they're just paying for the value they're getting. I see. But if you take all your current customers today, divided by your revenue, I mean, you can sort of back into an average contract size. Are we talking $10,000 contracts or $100,000 contracts or million-dollar contracts? What's the scale here? Yeah, no. So contracts in our space are typically in the millions of dollars. Okay. So you so if people aren't willing to spend you know a million dollars more, you're, you're not a fit for them? Uh, we could be. It depends on the size, you know, half a million dollars, something like that. And pilots obviously are cheaper, uh, but it, it just depends on the size of, of the client. But typically, large enterprise clients are going to be spending millions of dollars. I see. And what stage are you guys at today? Have you launched? Yeah. So we're, uh, uh, so we raised about $8 million or eight to $10 million seed round. Uh, and we've launched, we're live, we've done clinical studies. Uh, we're working with some of the largest. Uh, health insurance companies in the world and in the US, uh, as well as some of the largest uh, health systems. When was the seed? Uh, so we did that at the begin, the end of last year, beginning of this year. 
Got it. So 8 million seed raised, call it end of 2020. And where'd most of that money go? Why did you need to raise so much capital? Yeah. So it's uh, both a function of just our needs in terms of research and developing the AI and our clinical teams, and also just the growth. We've had so much interest in our platform because of the impact we can have on patients. And so really it, it allows us to uh, essentially get to, to that impact and validation, the level of validation you really need in healthcare. Mm-hmm. But So where are you though today in terms of customers signed on and paying, or is everyone still in pilot mode? Uh, no, we have customers that are uh, paying and working with us. Uh, part of the some of the commercial agreements are start in pilot mode that automatically converts a commercial contract. You know, there's in healthcare, there's a level of kind of efficacy validation, right? You know, if, if we screw up, it's not like your food doesn't get to you, you know, someone dies, right? Yeah. So we need to be pretty sure. So there's a step of clinical validation, uh, which is kind of part of the pilot. And then that goes into commercial terms. I see. I see. So, so how many customers, I want to go back to your first customer, but how many customers are you working with today who are either on a pilot or already a full paid plan? Uh, about six. About six. Water. Take me back to the first one. Do you so, remember who was it? So within each one of those, right, there could be 10 different customers. And these are six kind of parent companies uh, that we contract with, but each one has, you know, many different. For instance, one is a health system that you know they have about 90 hospitals or something like that. Yeah, but so I mean, can we look at this like this is these are six sort of organizations where there's contract value potential to be a million dollars plus per year. So there's effectively six million in pipeline. More than that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Take me back to the first customer. Who was it and, and how'd you guys close them? Or So yeah, so actually our first customer was uh, Academic Medical Center in Israel uh, called Hadassah that we did a clinical study with. Uh, so that was really the first and that came from one of our co-founders. She is a PharmD by training and she was the head of pharmacy services for the second largest HMO in the world, as well as the head and founder of the pharmacovigilance department in the Ministry of Health and also ran her own private clinics. So she's a pretty uh, uh, well-known uh, pharmacist in the space and drug safety expert. And so really because of her and, and her research, we were able to get some really early interest in, in this platform. So two co-founders are selling a lot early. You join a little bit later, really, though, as a third co-founder. And you said the team size today total is how many folks? 20-something? Not, I didn't join as a co-founder. I just joined the kind of founding team. So it was the sixth employee, I think. Um, and okay, cool. Yeah. Well, so, so how many total team members are there? Uh, about 25. And, and where does founding team stop? Is it employee 7, 8, 9, 10, 20? Yeah. I mean, it depends how you look at it. You know, we give most of our employees equity and our options in their company because we want them to really be a part of our mission. Um, but in most organizations, you probably say probably the first 10 employees are part of the founding team. That uh, just depends how you define it really. Mm-hmm. So got it. So you joined, now you're leading growth. What does that mean? What does your day look like? Yeah. So I essentially, uh, with the CEO, run all the business side of the company. So business development, sales, marketing, account management, launching, designing pilots, uh, fundraising. Uh, My day mainly consists of meetings, uh, either with clients, potential clients, uh, consists of working on strategy. You know, where do we want to go? How should we be designing our product to meet the market needs and drive the most value? Uh, And then kind of business development, sales, marketing. Mm -hmm. So what's the big revenue target? I mean, what do you guys think you can do next year in, in 2022? Uh, that's not something that we share publicly. 
but things are looking very, very good for us. As we all know, uh, health tech is really hot space right now. And there's a reason for that just because of the level of impact that we can have on clients. Well, but there's a lot of hot spaces with companies that never, you know, hit meaningful scale, especially after you've raised 8 million bucks. So that, that's not yeah. hugely helpful, right? I mean, what do you think the opportunity is for you guys based off like, I mean, current pipeline, you know, would hitting 10 million next year be exciting? Or is that like a stretch goal? Yeah, I would say that that would be very exciting for us. Uh, but again, we don't publicly share what our, our revenue and, and financials are. Do you guys care about valuation right now, specifically your valuation? Do you think you might raise soon or sell a portion of the company? There is no other tool on the internet that you can use to get a better and higher valuation than FounderPath's new valuation tool. We have over 253 deals that went down over the past 30 days, all the revenue numbers, all the valuations, and the multiplier. That way you can go filter the data, find companies that are your same size, what they sold or raised for or at, and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game, less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products. That's plural forward slash valuations. Again, both plural founderpath.com forward slash products forward slash valuations. Can you get to that goal with the money you've already raised or are you out fundraising another round right now? So we're not actively fundraising. However, we're you know always open uh, to it. And we have lots of funds that have reached out to us and are watching us very closely and are really interested in participating in our next round. We'll probably raise a Series A uh, sometime uh, in the next 12 months. Mm -hmm. And and when you think about a Series A, obviously there's standards and there's outliers, et cetera. But you know, when you think about a Series A, what would that mean for you guys in terms of how much you target to raise? Um, that's really going to depend on, uh, both our revenue and just how fast we want to grow. So we're one of the few startups and the fortunate position is that we really have more business than we can handle and, and more kind of incoming clients than we can handle. Uh, and so just a factor of, you know, what is our product roadmap? Where do we need to be to essentially hit our KPIs with our clients and where do we really want to grow and, and how fast we want to do that? Mm -hmm. So what is the bottleneck right now? You have customers coming in, they're big ACVs, you raised a bunch of capital in your seed, sold, sold a big chunk of the company. What's the bottleneck? Yeah, partially is just hiring people. So we're really trying to hire uh, right now. It's a really tough job market out there. <laughs> uh, so hiring one is then is just the long sales cycle in healthcare is, is really tough as well. Mm -hmm. What makes hiring hard? I mean, imagine with your story and the amount you've raised and the big market you're tackling. I mean, this should be like anyone who wants to be on the cutting edge is going to join. Why wouldn't people quit their current gig and, and join you guys at all costs? That's a great question. <laughs> I mean, so far, the people we've, we've spoken with are, are very interested. Uh, but right now, there's a lot of very exciting startups with uh, you know a lot of good value that they're driving. The job market right now is, is, is pretty tough in general. Um, you know, some people don't like the, uh, in, I guess the craziness of working at a high growth startup, you know, you're not coming to work nine to five, uh, you're really coming to be behind a mission of trying to save people's lives. And so that takes a lot of work. It's a lot of sacrifice and not everyone is, is necessarily suited to do that. Why are you excited about it? You joined as employee number six. What were you doing before? Yeah, so uh, I was had just recently finished my first startup, and then uh, was doing some. Well, what does that mean? You finished work. your first startup. What finished? How how did you finish? 
Yeah. So uh, that company I built for about uh, three and a half years. Uh, and then part of those assets we absorbed into this company, uh, but mainly the operations we closed down because of COVID. And then I was, uh, you know, had a bunch of opportunities. Uh, that company uh, was relatively successful. Uh, and because of that, yeah, had a lot of great opportunities and ultimately- How do you define success? Uh, just in terms of uh, the, the clients, the impact on patients, uh, as well as being uh, revenue. So we built that startup completely bootstrapped. Um, so that was a, a very exciting journey. Um, and what got me really excited about MDI was the uh, interest that they had, the specific problem that they're solving within healthcare, as well as the, the team uh, mm -hmm. is, is pretty incredible. And, and the problem that we're solving is, is massive and very tangible, which mm -hmm. is, uh, I would say, not always the case with, with healthcare startups. Fair. And, and I mean, you have to, though, make a decision to kill this thing. You've been working for three years to effectively join this thing. Uh, or, or, you know, you get a juicy option pool. It's a, effectively an aqua hire here. Is that sort of what happened? Um, yeah. And in a sense, uh, I guess a combination of both uh, is that COVID was made it really tough to be selling to health systems because all of their focus went away from innovation, went away from all of their areas aside for COVID. Uh, for me, I was very passionate about the problem we were solving and didn't really want to pivot the business just to make money. That wasn't what was so interesting to me at the time. Mm -hmm. Talk to me a little bit more about sort of where you guys see the product going. So, so what's a use case for someone listening right now? If they're going to, if they end up in the hospital, God forbid, in the next 12 months, where might they come in contact to a product built by MDI Health? Yeah. So let's say you're a 65 year old patient who is managed by a complex care team. Uh, so you are in the hospital, you're discharged, you go home, uh, you're on 10 different medications. Your care manager would essentially either do this in the background or reach out to you, review your medications with MDI software, see what risks are posed to you because of your medication regimen. So you might be at risk for a heart attack or having a fall because of the drugs that you're on and they interact poorly. And then they would make changes to your drug regimen based on our risk analysis and interventions. And so from there, they would eliminate your risk of having a fall or that heart attack. Interesting. And, and so I guess, do you, have, do you have any customers that started paying you and stopped? Do you have any churn? Zero churn. It's just because you're too early though, right? I mean, you, you have like your handful of customers. It, it could. I mean, people could have left during a pilot period and uh, could have But when was it. your first pilot? When did the first customer pay a dollar? What month? Uh, we started working with probably in 2020. Yeah. Okay. Like mid 2020? Yeah, probably. Maybe a little bit earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Very cool. All right. Uh, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite book, Ariel? Uh, my favorite book is uh, probably The Originals by Adam Grant in terms of business book. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, yes. I really closely um, hmm, I, I follow a lot of CEOs. Um, I really like Satya Nadella, though. Number uh, three, what's your favorite online tool for building MDI health? Um, I find, uh, honestly, just, uh, G Suite is what I use most. Number three, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, probably around seven. Okay. And situation, married, single kids? Uh, single. Nice. No kids running around. How old are you? No. Uh, 26. 26. Last question. What do you wish six years, what do you wish you knew six years ago when you were 20? Um, how, 
hard it would be to create a healthcare company and the amount of capital it really takes and also the power of networking. Guys, there you have it. MDI Health, they're just getting going, uh, closed an $8 million seed last year, now scaling, call it six big customers, but under them could have many, many hospitals, many, many branches. These are all potential million dollar plus deals as they work to move these folks from pilots to full recurring partners, fully installed, fully onboarded. That's the focus this year with their team of 25 as they look to continue to scale, looking at maybe a series A in the next 12 months. We'll see what happens. Ariel, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you very much.